You're listening to Fanboy Chronicles and this is Suhail. Hello guys, I know it's been a long time and as per my last promise, I failed miserably. But I was just sitting in my room talking to myself and I made some pretty valid points for an argument. So I thought, why not record it? So here I am doing my bit to spread a little bit of positive influence on Islam and doing my best to disregard certain misconceptions that people have about it. Now before I get into it, I want to let you all know that I'm not favoring my religion and being anti any other religion. It's just that I've seen this struggle between Muslims and non-Muslims on social media where non-Muslims quote a particular anecdote from the Quran and sort of blow it out of proportion and then Muslims react to it sort of out of proportion and I just wanted to address this misconceptions with a very unbiased way. I'm hoping I'm able to do that successfully. Before I get into it, I just want to let you guys know that the reason why I came across this topic is because I was browsing through social media a few days ago and I came across bios which said that I am an Indian Muslim, um, I am an Indian Hindu or something like that. And what crossed my mind is why do we need to associate our religious identity with our nationality? Why can't we just be Indians? Why do we need to mention our religion after mentioning our nationality? Why are, like, is our nationality not enough? For a country that is very diverse, we sure have our own monochromatic point of views. And it's disheartening to see that. And I feel like until we move past that narrative of associating our religion with our nationality, we won't progress as a country. We might progress as Hindus, we might progress as Muslims, we might regress, but as a country, it doesn't seem possible. And that will only happen if all of us develop a mentality of being more humane, because the essentialism of every religion is based on humanity. No religion will tell you to go and kill other people who do not conform to your religious beliefs. And now I say this very specifically because this is uh, a kind of uh, anecdote which has been quoted from the Quran too many times. I've lost count. So this is like I'm setting the stage for it. But if a religion tells you that, to go and kill people who don't conform to your religious beliefs, there's always a situation, there's always a precedent thing and there is always a post certain I don't know whatever that comes after I will talk about this misconception later on but unless and until we are more human in our actions in our understanding we will not progress no matter how much uh, we talk about positivity or liberalism or um, whatever we won't progress until we have a human understanding of everything but our ancestors did not have religion or maybe they did I whatever Islamic history I've read there were fights before also there have been wars before as well there were wars based on religious identity and it just leads to a loss of lives and these wars could have easily been avoided but 
you know they happened my point is that we are currently facing something that those people faced quite a few years ago is that we did not want to accept what the other person was saying so much so that we wanted to oppose it it's one thing about not accepting it but being okay with others following it it's a completely different ballpark if you don't accept it but you don't want others to accept it as well like you want everybody to be against it that's like forcing your point of view on others regardless of what they are believing in and that's the sort of thing that our country is going through a lot at this moment people fighting each other based on religion calling each other nicknames you know based on their religion um it's funny but it's also sad and i think as the youth um we need to move past this and it what's what's saddening uh you know despite the large amount of uncles and aunties that have this social media craze uh there are a lot of youth that engage in this form of hatred um calling each other it's it i mean it's worthless talking about discussing about that but my point is that we need to come together one as a nation and elect better people that work for our country another thing that i would really like to address is that um i'm not an anti modi um although i really don't believe that he's done something good for our country he might have i just i don't know i've been pre- too preoccupied to pay attention to that but here's what i think the difference between bjp and congress is with congress we were never notified of whatever changes were happening they never gave a shit we never gave a shit life was continuing with bjp what happens is they have transparency in terms of notifying us about their plans about their amendments and about their programs and propagandas but we never see them come into action rarely have i seen it come into action and being fulfilled and uh, there's another thing about banning chinese apps which i did not really think did any good because we still had chinese imports and chinese funds in an investment and shit like that so i just did not understand the logic of banning chinese apps but okay they did what they had to do anyway this i just want to get this point out that people who don't support modi don't automatically support congress i don't i don't support congress i just would love to support anybody who does something for a change for the country without boasting about it without being like oh you know this hasn't happened in the past 40 years and in the next 4 months you will see this happen just do it don't boast about it before it has been done just do it and then we'll talk about it now coming to the misconceptions the very first misconception that i've seen people quote on social media from the quran is from the surah tauba which is repentance where uh, the sentence says that you have to kill these infidels polytheists wherever you find them and non muslims quote this which is a translation i agree that's a translation but that's not the transliteration that's not the situation it was revealed to the situation was different the sentence before it and the sentence after it tells you to do this only when you've been attacked first and if they surrender you need to let them go regardless of whether they accept your religion or not if they are surrendering if they don't want to fight anymore if they ask for your forgiveness let them go you don't have to kill them you don't have to kill anyone these people 
do not quote these ayats or these sentences from before and after because that those are the positive ones that won't create a riff on social media what will create a riff on social media is that one particular sentence is you find these infidels wherever you want and kill them so that's what they do and muslims are so stupid instead of defending the ayat and explaining how and where it was explained they will just fight with the person based on their profile or whatever just they, they don't do it the right way and that's essentially the problem with the muslims of our country is that this is to you fellow muslims we are not in touch with our religion at all day by day we are losing touch we have no historical knowledge we have no ilm of the deen and yet we claim to be such pious muslims just because you celebrate eid and fast for one month of ramadan doesn't make you a good muslim just because you pray namaz doesn't make you a good muslim okay you need to act on the values that have been mentioned in the quran at least get the basic knowledge of the quran know how to read it know the key points in the quran although the entire quran is a key point but you need to know what is more important what has been stressed upon and what has been you know just just know the basic information basically so that you can defend it better when you fight the way you fight on social media i am honestly embarrassed because you are defending our religion the wrong way by abusing them by calling them out and by insulting their religion you are just going completely against what the quran says surah kafirun or maybe uh, surah disbelievers it's a surah on the disbelievers now let me give you on the idea of this word a disbeliever is anyone who doesn't have faith in allah it can also be a muslim we can also have a muslim kafir okay it's not just non muslims muslims can also be kafir now that's uh, that uh, surah the chapter was revealed when our prophet was told by a few people in the den makkah to worship their god and by doing so these makkans would have worshiped allah so that's when the chapter was revealed and our prophet said that you won't worship what i worship and i won't worship what you worship so for you is your religion and for me is mine this clearly states that islam does not force anybody to convert to islam if you follow a religion good for you we are not allowed to judge you for that we are not allowed to mock you for that we are not allowed to you know shame you for that it's your choice you follow it fine now whatever happens in today's world these bombings and these breaking of statues and stuff like that that's not religious that's cultural and that's egotistical it's the ego of men their pride and the culture that they take so much pride on that leads to these heinous act it's not the religion the religion never asked us to force people into converting the religion never asked us to shame non-muslims for whatever they believe in the religion only asks us to pay attention to oneself correct one's actions become a perfect human being first and then a perfect muslim and that's it so this is the first misconception that i wanted to clear is that uh, we are not ordered to kill you taliban and all i don't know what sort of school of thought do they follow but it's if if that's what the quran said then you know all of us would have bombed you to death now but we haven't so you know speaks for itself and the second misconception which is i think i've heard it as a joke so many times 
फ्रेंजीज से चल मैं अरे तुम लोग को तो चार चार बीवियाँ अलाउ है तुम लोग के तो मजे इट्स दैट्स नॉट द केस वी आर सपोज टू मैरी ओनली वन द सिचुएशन वेर वी कैन हैव थ्री मोर वाइफ इज ओनली वेन वी कैन ट्रीट दैम इक्वली विदाउट एनी डिस्क्रिमिनेशन सेक्शुअली मॉनिटरी फिजिकली इमोशनली मेंटली वी नीड टू हैव एन इक्वल डिस्ट्रीब्यूशन ऑफ एवरी थिंग इफ यू कैन हैंडल दैट देन यू कैन हैव फोर वाइफ्स बट यू आर सपोज टू मैरी ओनली वन द ओरिजिनल कपल इज अ मैन एंड अ वुमेन वन फॉर वन वन फॉर फोर दैट्स लाइक अ सर्कमस्टेंशियल थिंग इफ इट्स अ विडो एट दैट टाइम एंड समबडी वॉज विडोड एंड शी हैड किड्स टू लुक आफ्टर एंड नो मैन इन द हाउस एंड शी यूज टू री मैरी टू वन अदर मैन हु कुड हैव बिन लाइक अ सॉर्ट ऑफ फाइनेंशियल प्रोटेक्शन एंड सॉर्ट ऑफ लाइक यू नो अ फिजिकल प्रोटेक्शन इन दिन दोज टाइम्स इन दोज टाइम्स सो दैट्स द सर्कमस्टेंस वेर थ्री मैरिजेज वर अलाउड यू नो इफ दे हैड नो बडी हु वुड लुक आफ्टर दैम so this is the second misconception is that we are allowed to marry three more women but it's circumstantial and if we can treat them all equally if not then one is enough one should be enough third misconception muslims marry at an early age um well they do they used to i mean and uh, um bal viva has been a thing in our country for a long amount of time it's a bad thing regardless of religion why did marriages happen early in those times is because the access to education shit the access to education was not prominent so instead to men or women in those times in like at the very ancient times like 1950s 60s um so you know people thought why not get married start a family and then just do menial jobs to get by but when those like our grandfathers and grandmothers when they married and when they had children which is our parents they made it a point that they educated them and now then our parents made it point that we were educated so times have changed we don't get married at 15 16 now it's 25 26 some people do get married at the age of 18 19 um but i mean you can't help it you can't change everyone's perspective at one go um but yeah Uh, people used to marry at an early age in those times because of circumstances again all of these things have been said by culture and all of these things have been circumstantial so associating a religion with that directly doesn't really make sense you know domestic abuse for another part um, men are not allowed to slap or hit women it's this it's only there's only mention of once in the surah nisa where a man is allowed to hit a woman allowed to okay allowed to hit a woman doesn't have to at a woman okay allowed to in a situation where she is at fault and she is creating a drama and uh, blowing things out of proportion now i'm not saying that i'm all for domestic abuse i'm just telling you what the uh, surah says but uh, you know men are allowed to hit this is like i'm stressing on this because it's like very important to understand men are allowed to hit women if it goes to that extreme situation they don't have to hit their wives or their daughters every chance they get domestic abuse is not something which is favored in islam again and this uh, idea of domestic abuse and marital rape they've actually uh, emerged from the culture of toxic masculinity 
again circumstantial egotistical cultural not religious men have sort of assumed this position of power in the society and they can do everything they want and women have to be subjected to that this is completely cultural nowhere in my religion does it say that women were created insignificant to men women were created for men because men couldn't survive alone eve was created from adam because adam couldn't survive alone adam needed a companion so eve was a gift to him and that's what a prophet told us take care of your women okay i know that women are evolving they are learning self defense they are becoming independent but when a prophet said take care of your women he did not mean that you know keep her locked up in a room and just you know don't let her go out no he meant take care of their uh, pride their chastity um their importance don't subject them to your abuse you know because if you pressurize a woman or any person for that matter they are going to do something which they and you both might regret later on it ruins relationships it ruins the mental health of a person it gives them ptsd scars them for life so of course it physically hurts them also but the mental impact that it has lasts more longer than the physical ones so all these instances if you take our religion religious texts not the quran the hadith which are like the anecdotes from our prophet's lives the rules and regulations basically so nowhere will you find a hadith where a prophet says go hit your wife go hit your daughter no he doesn't say that all he has ever spoken of is to treat your fellow men with love you know just that's it love and respect and kindness compassion mercy these are the five values you need to imbibe in yourself and treat everyone regardless of what their religious belief is that way another misconception is that women are forced to wear an abaya or a burqa um they're not forced again it's a matter of choice um so this was done because men tend to have a very um disrespectful gaze pertaining to women um people might be aware of this notion because nowadays when rapes happen in india the first thing that is blamed is the kind of outfit the woman is wearing uh, well it's not the woman's fault it's the man's fault um he couldn't keep his hormones in control but the reason why burkhas were uh, made compulsory or a covering was made compulsory was for this very reason is because men don't have the decency to avert their eyes when they see a beautiful woman walk by and it wasn't expected from men to do anything okay so women were given the task you know what they're not going to do shit might as well cover up yourself do not like so uh, i understand to some women this might not seem acceptable it's completely fine you're not forced to wear a burqa many women don't um it's, it was just made it was customary not mandatory i hope you know the difference between the two um and uh, for men it was ordered in the very same sentence uh, that you need to lower your eyes you need to stop looking if you think that looking at a woman gives you desires that you have no control of don't look at her 
turn your face away look down you know but men don't do that and men would accept that that you know it was their fault so they blame it on the women and the way they're dressing so yeah burkhas uh, not compulsory but uh, if you wear again it was said as a circumstantial thing you know and uh, even women who wear burkhas get raped um get cat called um get harassed so it, reality it is very absurd no matter what a woman wears it's men who are actually problematic um um so before i get hate comments or hate dms that you're a feminist or some shit like that i don't give a shit about feminism i don't give a shit about anything i just give shit about humanity unless you're not human no matter how many degrees you have no matter how many influencers i mean sorry no matter how many followers you have and no matter how influential you claim yourself to be unless and until you develop a human sense you're not worth it I'm being very brutal you are not worth it you might be a big scholar in your religion you might be a big scholar otherwise but if you have zero empathy zero humanity then you're basically good for nothing and stop for the love of god stop categorize people stop categorizing people as sinners or as good doers you know who the fuck are you to decide whether one person will go to hell or heaven it's in the hands of god he will decide who goes to hell and who goes to heaven the more judgment you pass frankly the more you reserve your position in hell if you are such a religious scholar know that it is said in our religion that the hypocrites will be the first one to enter hell and i suppose i don't have to explain to you the meaning of hypocrisy so before you judge anybody don't even have to get into their shoes just think to yourself if you say that what impact short term and long term is it going to have on the person that you're going to say it to and before you prescribe hateful comments to any religion any religion not just islam any religion make sure that you know what you're talking about sometimes shit backfires and only defend your religion when you are fully aware of what your religion says in this podcast i might have made a mistake i don't know and god forgive me if i've made a mistake but my point my intention was not to cause harm to my religion or to cause harm to anybody else's religion my only intention was to clear these certain misconceptions that people have of islam some are true you can't help it but some are really 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 incorrect and it's about time that people get a hang of it and just leave this sort of religious identity behind and come forward as human beings as indians and do something for the country on a whole this has been fanboy chronicles and if i've upset you i'm sorry but i don't give a shit i'll see you next time whenever that is bye